What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we are going to get into a the NBA Finals. We're also going to talk about possible teams that the Bulls could partner with to get an additional second round pick. Now, keep in mind, I do want to say this because I know you guys are going to get to type in the Bulls can't acquire a second round pick without that their next available second round pick uh, being forfeited due to the tampering charge. But however, they can work out a deal during draft day with a team in which that team drafts the player, but then it's later traded to the Chicago Bulls. That's pretty common on draft day. That's how draft day trades go around. Just wanted to add that clarity. We also will be continuing our draft player profiles, this time on a player who is more than likely not going to fall to the Chicago Bulls, but because he's he's um projected to go between like like the 14th down to the like 16th pick is as low as I've seen him there's a chance maybe the Bulls trade up we're going to be covering Jalen Duran and then we're also going to be talking about um Christian Braun so we'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls you are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls hosted by Hayes all right, Bulls fans. So, first up, NBA Finals. Two games have gone down in the NBA Finals so far with Boston winning the first game, Golden State winning the second game in Golden State-type fashion. Now, this series is already kind of more exciting than what I was expecting the first two games to be, considering that they started off in Golden State. Uh, and really, throughout the first three quarters of that first game, it really went the way I expected. It's just that Boston came on big in that fourth quarter, um, especially with like who who would have thought that Al Horford would have went off in the way that he went off uh, to just seal that game. And shout out to Al Horford for the way that he played in game one. But game two, none of that. I mean, the Boston Celtics played very well, especially in, in, the, in I think, the first two quarters. But listen, it all went down to the way that we expected it to go down. And in game one, Golden State up at 30, over 30 points at one point in this game. Um, it just, listen. Golden State won every quarter but the fourth quarter in that game and that's kind of what we expected now for me I'm not going to get into heavy analysis on this this has been a a fun two games to watch thus far I think this this series is going to be fun to watch as well we head back to Boston now for two games question I want to throw to you guys is this has did the way that the first game went and how Boston played pretty tough uh, like I said, particularly in that first half. Now, the third quarter, they lost it uh, 14 to 35, completely blew that game completely out of the water. But has this changed your projections at all? I came in expecting it to go about four and one. I think I said uh, Golden State in five. And that was particularly because, you know, Golden State likes to play with their food. Golden State does seemingly drop a game so that they can close out the series at home. Now, if they were still to win this game four one, that means that they would finish it at Boston, I believe. But let me know what you guys think. I stop. I'm I'm fully expecting um uh, Golden State to win this series. Like it's it's not. I still think they're gonna probably win it in about five or six. Boston, especially with the energy and things that they play with, they can make it interesting. Maybe they do take one while they're at home and split that um as well. But we'll see. I think that Golden State is gonna win this. They're probably still gonna win this in five. And if they win it in five, it's still gonna be closed out in Golden State. And you know that's just the way that things go. That's just the way that they go. So. We'll see what Golden State does. Uh, do they have a gentleman sweep winning the, the next three games in a row? Let me know what you guys think down below on how this series is going to go overall. And if you still have Golden State winning this, or, or do you have Boston coming out and pulling this one out? Really, right now, I can understand uh, either side of that argument. So let me know what you guys think on that down below. Uh, next up, I want to talk about potential trade partners that the Bulls could have. We know that they have interviewed a lot of prospects 
kind of projected to either be undrafted or at, towards that that second round. Now they're starting to come up. They've uh, they've uh, worked out uh, Marjan Bishop as well, Bochamp as well. I don't know why I always murder his name. Marjan uh, Bochamp, uh, Kai Soto is also expected to be a second round pick as of right now, which I talked about in two different videos. But um, so I wanted to take a look at. If the Bulls were to make a trade to acquire an additional second round pick, now again, they could trade back to to do this. There's a lot of different ways that they can go. I'm not going to go over all the different permutations in which the Bulls could possibly get a second round selection. I'm just going to focus more so on if they do, who are some of the potential trade partners. And what I decided to look at is teams that have multiple second round picks. So we have Indiana that has the 31st and the 60th pick. We have Orlando that has the 32nd and 35th pick. Portland, who has the 36th and 59th pick. Sacramento has the 37th and 49th pick. And New Orleans has the 41st and the 52nd pick. Minnesota, 50th and 40th picks. And then Cleveland, 39th and 58th pick. So that is a handful of teams that the Bulls could possibly partner with. And some of those teams also have pretty high selections, especially when you look at Orlando having the number one overall pick. Uh, Portland has a pretty solid pick as well. All of these teams really have solid first round picks as well. And they're all in, ver in uh, uh, various different states of what their franchise may be looking at. So because of that, you know, you, you kind of look at this and say, if the Bulls were going to partner with somebody, look, I would more so look at, play, at at the 59th pick with Sacramento. We know, you know, Sacramento is in not really a rebuild, but a retool. We don't know exactly what's going on down there. They may be somebody who's willing. And what do the Bulls trade for a second round pick? Is it cash considerations, which a lot of times second round picks can be bought right out white for, for cash. So it could be that without the Bulls actually giving up an asset. Um, so it could be something like that. I also think, you know, Orlando, considering all the draft picks, they, they have a lot of young players. Maybe you can get that 35th pick out of Orlando. Maybe that may be more of a stretch. It really just depends on what the Bulls are looking at it because, you know, they can really go everywhere. They're, they're doing their due diligence. Um, do they go? Is it one of these high potential players? Is it, is it, what, what is it in the second round? Now, some of the players that could be possible uh, to be available in the second round, uh, Patrick Baldwin, somebody we've done a draft flow profile on. Orlando Robinson could be somebody that they could be interested in as well. Jabari Walker. Um, there's a lot of of nice potential players in the second round. Uh, Kai Soto, maybe he has already has a promise from a team. He could be somebody. Christian uh, Coloco, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, a seven foot, two hundred and twenty pound center. If they do decide to go with a guard, there's a lot of players that the Bulls could possibly be looking at with. With acquiring a second round pick that while not may may not give something right away to the Chicago Bulls in that initial season, could be somebody that they took away in the G League. It could be somebody that they want to take a look at, bring into their system, see if they can bring along and curate in that G League. And then they get that eventually could be could be brought up something that that I think at some point we do need to do a video on. It may be over on Locked on Bulls. Pat's talked about it heavily, um, is that it, if the G League is going to turn into this really true minor league system in which you do send players down to really like the G League has kind of been used like that in, in certain cases for certain players and by certain teams. But you haven't really seen the G League consistently be this um, this this farming system, so to say, uh, to where you really do take maybe a high potential, uh, very young or, or player that, that may need some seasoning down there with the idea to always bring them up to the big. So we'll see. Um, I, you know, AK and Eversley are very, uh, very, very, you know, they, they do everything, right? They look and take a look at everything. And if any team is going to really use a second-round pick and the G League to really bring along a player, like, I mean, look at what Anthony Simmons, the, the Portland Trailblazers has drafted him, had full faith in him, really cultivated him down in that in that G League for a while and brought him up, and he's been paying, it's been paying dividends. So 
very much something like that could be done by the Chicago Bulls. And AK and Eversley are one of those front offices you were expected to do that. Unlike Gar Pax, who traded away so many second round picks for cash considerations. Hell, there's a whole podcast named Cash Considerations because of how often that front office traded for second round picks for cash. Now to have a flip side of that, a front office that really is going to use those second round picks to really bring some things around. It's very exciting. Let me know what you think down below. Who who out of any of those teams that I listed do you think could be a, a potential trade partner for the Chicago Bulls to get a second round selection? Do you think that they, is it going to be cash? Do you think that they give up? I really don't see them trading Kobe for a second round. If they trade Kobe, I think it's going to be to move up in that first round a little bit, maybe a couple of slots. And they may be, may be looking to move up a couple of slots for the next player that I'm actually going to do a draft profile on because he's well outside the Bulls range. And this is Jalen Duran. Now, I want to be clear here. He's outside of the Bulls range. He's not projected right now to drop as low as to where the Bulls could draft him. But I do want to talk about him some. This guy, um, looking at everything with him, he he's like a more mobile Andre Drummond. If you took Andre Drummond and made a today's version of him and what would fit in today's NBA, that would be him. It's like a mix between Andre Drummond, Kev, Kevon Looney. Um, he's a mobile, mobile, uh, big, 6'11", 250 pounds, 7'5", wingspan. Uh, positives with him. Defense. Defense, defense, shot blocking, uh, feast on offensive rebounds, which is something that the Bulls very heavily needed last season was offensive rebounds. He's an amazing leaper. He's great in transition. You definitely can look and see him partner with Io DeSumo, being out there with Lonzo, being out there with just the passes that we have on this team and really feasting for getting back in those pass lanes and returning uh, defense into easy offense. He can be a killer in transition for for uh, this Bulls team. Now, also some of the positive, he's shown some uh, ability to develop as a pick and roll man, again, not really shooting per se. He it doesn't really he hasn't really projected to develop that type of shot as of yet. But with his leaping uh, and his ability to get in transition, his ability to get in the pick and roll, he's definitely a player that you can look at that can develop that part of their offensive game, and that could become a weapon on them on the offensive end. Now he has amazing hands. Uh, his passing is coming along as well. He's also the youngest player in the draft. He returned nineteen. During the beginning of the NBA season, he's still 18 years old right now, youngest player in the draft. So that means that, like, really, you can really convince yourself into his potential very much. So, like I said, he does have some negatives. He's not the perfect player at all. I want to be clear with that. Um, and that's why he's even, you know, projected to go lower than a Mark Williams. But he has that similar type of defense that you think that you can see being his hallmark early in his NBA career and something that he can build off on right away. That and getting in transition, the block shots, the offensive rebounding, those are all things that he can do right away. But let's talk about some of those negatives. He has zero to no basketball, uh, uh, back to the basket game at all. Let's be clear. No back to the basket game. Can he develop one? Again, at 18 years old, it would be hard to say anybody can't develop anything. And so it's possible, especially if he gets in with the franchise that invests in teaching him that back to the basket game. But right now, he, does have, he has no back-to-the-basket game. Another negative, he absolutely needs to be set up by having great passers on the floor. That's something that's going to come. A lot of his baskets in his probably early in his NBA career is going to come off assists. Like I said, it's going to come off being in transition. It's going to come off just being active on those offensive boards in general. That's going to be how he feasts. But he has zero back-to-the-basket game. He needs to be set up. Can't create his own shot. His basketball IQ is questionable at times. And I did see some things about his motivation as well. I don't like to question players. That's something for coaches and things to do. I don't like to play to question players' motor or their motivation to be great. That's just not something that I personally like to do here on this platform um, because I think, listen, former athlete, like everybody has that. It may not always show sometimes, 
But you know, I don't like to question players' heart, and, and especially not seeing them on the NBA level. This is something I don't I don't like to do. No range on the shot whatsoever. I already kind of touched on that. Zero, no range on the shot. Not even a a five to eight foot hook shot. Nothing. He has nothing as far as a, as a shot right now. But that doesn't mean that he can't develop it. Free throw shooting is also very questionable for him as a big man. You want to see see them be more at least come in with better free throw shooting percentages than what uh, Jalen Duran has. Um, and he's going to get beat off the dribble frequently by more mobile players. This is going to be something that that maybe hinders him his whole career. But we can see he has the length, he has the size. Maybe he, as he develops that, uh, can can work on that side of his game as well. But again, this kid is not is not anything to just to to ignore. He's going. That's why he's selected and projected to go as high as he is. He's not going to be there. More than likely, he's not going to be there when the when the Chicago Bulls. Uh, select now there's a chance of a, a trade could happen something could happen all it takes is that one team to reach on a player that maybe they didn't want to risk being there later in the draft and it can completely throw throw off a lot of these mocks so is there a chance that he drops to the bulls is there a chance that the bulls move up to try to draft him absolutely there's absolutely a chance of that i'm just not willing right now where i am to say to bet on that happening but i did want to cover him because it is a possibility so i did want to cover him as a prospect for the chicago bulls a lot of mocks happen when like i said going between 14th to 16th um which him falling outside of that lottery personally i don't see but that's where the mocks have him right now let me know what you guys think below on Jalen duran and his nba potential next up and i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this guy christian braun now, i'm going to be playing his highlights here christian braun is one of those players that if you have it into the like if you select him with the I say from the 22nd to the 30th pick in that first round, you're going to get a heck of a player. He's going to be a great system player for you guys. He's going to be a hell of a shooter out on that wing. The shooting capability is going to get him his activity as well. He's not a lazy defender by any means. Now, he doesn't have some of the physical tools to be probably a great defender on the NBA level. But depending on what team drafts him, the system that he comes into, uh, I can definitely see Christian Braun turning into one of those players that people look at and maybe overvaluate at some point based off the system that's around him. He can be a player that can be really, really good for you in the correct and proper uh, system and coming into a team that maybe has a lot of weapons and he can just really focus on shooting. He does have some ability to put the game on the ball. He's a very smart player as well. Extremely smart. He plays within the flow of the offense. And this is a player, like I said, if the Bulls were to acquire another first round pick or something late in the, in the draft, even later, or if he were to drop to a second round pick, this guy could possibly be still in the framework of he's going to be an NBA. He's one of those guys that you can probably see being an NBA pro easily for, for 10 to 12 years and being effective because he's just somebody who's going to be able to come in and just play good basketball for you. He's going to be very versatile. He can slate into almost any lineup because of just how smart of a basketball player he is. He brings the fundamentals very well. Shooting, defense, passing. He can do all these things very, very heavily. Now, if you have a defense that's heavy on switching he may get exposed in ways that way um but and the, the thing is with with christian braun he doesn't have any great skill that's why i say there's some pl players that are just basketball players and that's what he's shaping up and looking like to be it's just somebody who can come in play really good basketball for you give you some solid minutes fitting your system uh pass the ball when needed take shots when needed plays very confidently and christian braun is just he's just one of those players that you you, you look at and you say Hey, yeah, we can definitely make this work, whether it's coming off the bench, whether it's being in certain starting lineups. If, if you have a starting lineup that has great players almost all up and down it, Christian Braun can definitely come in and be an additional starter on that lineup and give you a lot 
for, for where you're going to select him at. Again, not one of those players that has a super high ceiling, but he has a, a, a very high floor as well to just be a contributor on the NBA level. And that's why he's still selected to go in the first round. There's a lot of players with Christian Braun's skill set, right, that, that ultimately don't get drafted very high. And he could get drafted, like I said, at the bottom of that first round, maybe even in the early 20s, depending on the team that picks him, and be somebody that you don't ever regret drafting. You don't regret having on your team. You don't look at it and say, "Hey, you may you may say, hey, we need a we need an upgrade in the starting lineup." If he ends up in in his rookie year, I don't expect him to be a starter. But you may look at it and say, "Hey, maybe he maybe we do need to upgrade there." But he's always going to be on an NBA bench, ready to contribute with his ability to pass, with his ability to shoot, his ability to put the ball on the floor. Some he has a a, a, a mid range and a three point shot. He's not only just a three point shooter, but he's just a smart basketball player and yeah you're gonna have to cover up for him defensively at times you're gonna try to have to hide him on some switches but he's gonna be able to come in and give you some things right away as well let me know what you guys think down below on both these prospects Jalen Duran I already know you guys are gonna be super high on him more than likely but also Christian Braun and maybe if he is somebody that ends up falling to that second round I would not hate at all with the Bulls looking to fill out that bench they need a player like Christian Braun if he was more of a veteran that's the type of player that this Bulls team needs right now a solid player is going to come in shoot the ball and play defense so he like I said not at all with the 18th pick but if there is some maneuver and the Bulls do move back and acquire a more veteran and they have a later pick Christian Braun is absolutely somebody that you could very well see if not on the Bulls team, but contributing to a very good basketball team at some point in his NBA career. But I want to know what you guys think about both prospects. Make sure you're also following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.